Hello, good morning, or good afternoon, depending on when or where you're watching from. Hope you're having a great Monday. Hope things are starting off well for you this week. Hi, John and Angie. Joining me from the porch. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know where to get started on this this morning. Uh, it, it was it was really interesting yesterday and then this morning I just felt like um, I felt like I've been relying too much on my own strength and understanding uh, when it comes to a lot of things and uh, and maybe this this was one of them I, I'm not exactly sure uh, good morning pepper um, not exactly sure so I, I I was just taking some time and, and just saying God I'm not gonna I'm not gonna plan anything I'm not gonna try to do anything. At one point I thought about just saying, I'm going to trust so much. I'm just going to ask for a topic about 15 minutes before and just see what happens. But then I felt like, uh, uh, you know, asking somebody else outside of him for a topic was, uh, was outside of, out of bounds there. Um, and, and that's what I, I felt like he was saying. So, um, this morning, I, I just started go, going back to the the really the last place in scripture that he had me, uh, which is in Isaiah. And we talked, uh, if you were at church yesterday, we talked about this, uh, how um, Justin Abraham at, at the beginning of June in his uh, uh, teaching that he put out online and, and on his podcast, um, talked about the scroll of Isaiah being open right now or the book of Isaiah being open right now and how all of heaven is conspiring around the book of Isaiah. And as I was listening to that at the beginning of the month, I just heard God say, go read chapters 11, 22, 33, 44, 55, and 66. And, and why those specifically, I'm not exactly sure. However, they're, those, those chapters are very, very rich, and there is so much to pull out, and there are things that I know when you read them, uh, if you haven't read them recently, you'll be familiar with. You'll have heard them uh, in, in various ways, in, in worship songs or, or uh, uh, used in, in other places that, that uh, you'll be familiar with them, and and so I went back to those. And so this morning when I got to uh, 66, this is one where uh, God really started speaking to me out of and knowing where he's He's taking us right now and where he's leading us uh, to the to the altar to be a self-sacrifice, to uh, uh, looking at the conference, to examine the ruins, uh, look at the foundations. Do they need to be uh, repaired or do they need to be uh, taken down and, and, and a new foundation laid for, for everything we're doing, because we know we're moving into a building season beyond that. And, and God has a specific way that he is wanting to build. He has specific things that he's wanting to build. And, and we need to, to examine what has been and what was, uh, what needs to be changed. And, and so I'm going to read Isaiah 66 and, and we'll talk about that. Uh, briefly. And I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. It says, This is what Yahweh says. The heavens are my throne. 
and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Where is the place where I will rest? My hand made these things, so they all belong to me, declares Yahweh. This, these are some real provoking questions and um, a, a, a declaration that really says, um, th- this is what I've done. Be careful not to think too highly of yourself uh, because oftentimes what we built gets perverted or it starts off in a perverse manner uh, in, in that. Not, not, don't misunderstand the, the, the use of the word perverse. It, it's, it's, uh, um, it's something that's twisted and not right. And so he says, my hand made these things so they all belong to me. We all belong to him. And so these questions, I think, are, are ones, where is the house you will build for me? Where is the place where I will, I will rest? These questions, you have to really take a look at those and, and start to apply them to, to us on this side of the cross. And we've talked about this recently, that we are his temple. To us. And start looking at, at how are we being built? What 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 materials are going into the building of us? What is the foundation for you? If you, if your foundation isn't Jesus, then there needs to be an examination of that foundation of the ruins that you're building on. It says, my hand made these things, so they all belong to me, declares Yahweh. But there is one my eyes are drawn to, the humble one, the tender one, the trembling one, who lives in awe of all I say. I, I love this, this last bit, who lives in awe of all I say, who, who lives uh, with the fear of the Lord uh, in, in all that I say, who lives in reverence in right reverence of all I say. That's one that his eyes are drawn to. He goes on, but the one who offers a bull with no humility is like the one who kills a man. The one who offers a lamb without contrition is like one who breaks a dog's neck. The one who brings grain offerings with no heart of purity is like one who offers pig's blood. The one who offers incense with no sincerity is like one who kisses an idol. They have all chosen their own way, not mine, and they take delight in these distinguishing things. So I choose to punish them and to bring on them what they fear the most because I called out to them and they ignored me. I spoke and they did not listen but did what is evil in my sight and chose what I despise. He, God says he, he, his eyes are drawn to the humble one, the tender one, the trembling one who lives in awe of all that I say. Living in the fear of the Lord and, and regarding rightly everything that he says is, is what draws his eyes to you.
living without uh, uh, humility, true humility, not not uh, a false uh, humility that uh, is just seeking attention in the spotlight. Uh, living without contrition, without uh, a heart of purity, without holiness. Uh, those are, are, are things that uh, he is looking at and saying that he, he doesn't, where is it? Uh, in these things, you've chosen your own way, not his. And that's one of the things that's being laid out here is, is choosing your own ways and not his. It's not what he's looking for, especially right now when, when he's looking for uh, where is his uh, house that you will build for him? Where is his place of rest? Where will, where is the place where I will rest? The question is the question he asked. And, and, and I go back to, to, are you a place for him to rest? How, how are you being built? What is uh, the starting place for you to start building, to start laying a foundation or, or raising up the one uh, that's already there to, to build how it is he's wanting to build, what it is he's wanting to build? Is, is the fear of the Lord the starting place? Because I have to really think about if if he's asking the question, where is the house you will build for me? And I know that I am his temple. His spirit dwells within me. How am I being built? What materials are going into that? Who am I allowing to, to construct and to shape and to finish and refine? Who, who am I allowing to, to come in and, and, and furnish? I think it's a very serious question because uh, if we are not starting at the fear of the Lord and I'm not, not allowing Holy Spirit to come in and, and, and do all of these things, that it's not going to be a place of rest for him because there's going to be things like fear and worry and and just running around uh, uh, simply scared. And, and and like we talked about, I, I can't remember if it was last week, few weeks ago, whenever it was, doing things scared it is not necessarily what he's asking, right? We should have uh, uh, full faith and confidence that he has gone before us. What he's calling us into, he has gone and prepared the way. We don't have to go scared. We can go shoulders back, full force in, in swift obedience to what he's calling us into because we know he's gone before us. We don't have to worry. When you jump over to uh, Isaiah 55, it starts off right away. Listen, are you thirsty for more? Come to the refreshing waters and drink. Even if you have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come and buy all the wine and milk you desire. It won't cost a thing. Why spend your hard-earned money on something that can't nourish you or work so hard for something that can't satisfy? So listen carefully to me and you'll enjoy a sumptuous feast, delighting in the finest of food. Right off, we know we don't have to worry. 
We don't have to to worry about spending on, on things he's already providing. He's already taking care of everything, so we don't have to worry about um, uh, needs, right? We can come and buy. We don't have to worry about about money and and, and buying the food that we need. It says come and buy without money, right? We we often think about about buying, uh, about that provision, but what about uh, how you are spent for the kingdom? Not thinking about what you can buy and and add to the kingdom, but how is the kingdom spending you? How is God spending you to advance the kingdom? I'm not worried about what it is that I can buy. I'm I'm worried, uh, not worried. Uh, I'm I'm thinking and considering how I'm spent. I, I want to I want to be built up, and and, and be that that temple, that place of rest for him. And at the same time, I want him to be uh, spending me to advance the kingdom. I want to be able to go out and not have to worry about things and, and, and not, and not have any fear. I, I want to be swift in my obedience to whatever it is he's calling me into. If he's calling me to the altar to lay down as a living sacrifice, I want to be able to do that immediately. I want to know what it means for, for me to die daily. I I want him to show me that. And, and I want to be obedient to that, whatever it looks like, uh, because we know it's not going to look the same for everybody. This is one of the the big things that we want to uh, look at and apply to everyone. We want to be able to say, oh, freedom looks like this. It looks like this for me, so it must be the same for you. But then when we come to realize that that freedom doesn't look the same for everybody, we start to get offended. Because one person has uh, more freedom in an area than I do. God wants to, to keep me uh, on a, on a narrow path over here, but maybe in this area, it, it's, it's more, uh, there's more room to, to move around and operate. And, and remembering that freedom is a scary thing. And, and I think this is one of the reasons why we don't want to look at freedom in such a, uh, I guess, an abstract way of not being able to put a a solid, firm definition on it. Because it's not going to look the same from one person to the next. And it has to be okay. It absolutely has to be okay. In that freedom, though, you have opportunity to look at, uh, are, are you a place for him to rest? Freedom doesn't, it isn't going to mean just doing whatever, whenever. Uh, Paul laid out that case, you know, uh, about grace. Grace doesn't mean you sin more. Freedom doesn't mean you just doing whatever. Right? It, we're free unto uh, unto him to to be his, to be possessed by the Holy Spirit, to to uh, 
free to to choose what it is that, that God's calling us into and, and, and being led by him. It, it's, it's an interesting uh, tension to try and, and, and discuss. And and I, I hope you're really kind of understanding what I'm what I'm trying to get out here. There there is a, a freedom. To to choose to belong to God. And the, and the beauty of all this is, is we're not alone. We, we have Holy Spirit within us and we have each other. And, and we cannot run from community. We can't, we can't run from and, and try and hide and pretend to be uh, something we're not. We talked about this last Wednesday uh, when we we're talking about show me the money, you know, uh, saying saying the right things ha- having all the 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 clichés the christian clichés that you can whip out and and throw around at any time that that doesn't do anything where where is where's the the fruit so to speak uh, of this lifestyle that that you claim to have we, we've again we talked about that You've got to move away from the the words without power. Uh, Just where's the action behind it? What is it that you're actually doing? You say he's taking you someplace, but you you have no no follow through to run to him and and see what your next step is. And and this whole thing goes back around to, to the question of, where is the house you will build for me? We're so good at, at, at building these these structures and, and and pointing to, oh look at this, look, look at look at what I built. And it's not for him, it's not for God, it's for us, it's for our glory. And so it's important to quite, to ask the. Are you a place for him to rest in? How are you being spent for the kingdom? And the the starting place for all of this is going to be the fear of the Lord. Is that your starting place? Is your starting place the fear of the Lord? And if you're saying yes, but you're, you're doing a, a close examination of your own life and and looking at looking at your life and saying gosh where where can I show show the fruit where can I show the money to people right um, and, and you're just not finding it that, that doesn't mean you've missed anything just get with your community start holding one another accountable. Start taking the, the, the revelation that God has given you and sharing it with others so they can take it to Holy Spirit and, and have their own revelation. We, we can't. You can't continue to wear a mask when you are on the altar as a living sacrifice. It just won't happen. It is it is not sustainable to to pretend even for the most 
practiced and seasoned pretenders, you just cannot sustain that once you make the choice to lay down as a living sacrifice. It will absolutely burn you up inside. And if you even go back to where we were at before we moved into to talking about the uh, year of Jubilee for the soul or, or and the clearing out of every crevice and corner of the soul that God's doing, we were talking about having a sound mind and, and pretending and trying to keep that up. It clouds the mind. It absolutely does. It takes more work to to try and keep that up than it does to to die daily to come to the altar and and die to be then resurrected as a new creation god's wanting to Okay, I think I'm back. No, you didn't freeze. It's me. I really need to get a new internet service. All right. I I don't don't remember where I was, what I was saying. Whatever it was, it boils down to, is the fear of the Lord your starting place? I think that is the the biggest question right now uh, as we move into examining the ruins, as we uh, invite everyone to come to the altar and die. Not going to sugarcoat the the altar call. Not going to 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 pretend that there's uh, uh, this easy life that's going to follow. I would just be lying to you if I did. Uh, so, so look at how you are being spent this week. Look at how you're being built. Asking, are you a place of rest? Looking at your starting place. Is your starting place to, uh, to wisdom, to discovering treasure, the fear of the Lord? If it's not, look at your regard for God. Examine that closely. You can see what he tells you. If it hasn't been right, don't there, there's no guilt, there's no shame. There's only love and an invitation to just come higher. Hope you all have a great week and and I hope it is fruitful and at the end you can confidently say i can show you the money love you all have a great week